I want to create content on LinkedIn, oh my God, I need to invent something groundbreaking every single day because apparently that's what people do on LinkedIn. And it doesn't work that way, guys. If I can do it, you can do it and anyone else can do it because we all have something to share, but we all need to find the right angle and the right way to do it. Hey, welcome to the Powder Cake Podcast, where today we're going to be talking about LinkedIn trends that are changing the way that companies hire and retain talent. We're also going to talk about how you can grow an audience of fans on LinkedIn who want to see you succeed in your career. This is something that is so, so important to all of us right now. Uh, And of course, the most in-demand hard and soft skills at tech companies and so, so much more. I'm your host, Matt Hunkler, and this is the Powder Keg Podcast, the show that plugs you into the massive opportunities in startups and innovation in tech hubs beyond Silicon Valley that are exploding with potential. On today's episode, you're going to hear an interview and live Q&A that we hosted with some of the foremost experts using LinkedIn to land your dream job and to hire the best talent. First off, we have Ashley Watkins, a resume writer, job search coach, and a former recruiter. Joining her on the show is Anna Lakotkova, personal brand and career advisor, resume writer, and job interview coach. Both of these people have been named LinkedIn top voices because they are prolific there and have amazing communities of people following their work. We have a bunch of great guests lined up for future virtual events like this one you're about to listen to. So be sure to check out upcoming live virtual event versions of the podcast with open Q&A, opportunities to connect with the community, and expert advice. You can do all of this by going to powdercake.com events. All right, our first guest today is Ashley Watkins, who is a resume writer, job search coach, and former recruiter. Her strategies help people highlight their it factor in resumes, LinkedIn profiles, and interviews so that they can land more interviews and job offers at the salary that they really deserve. Ashley has experience in recruiting top talent for nonprofits such as the American Cancer Society and Gateway. She's also helped a ton of multi-million dollar companies in the banking and manufacturing industries as well. Joining Ashley on the show is Anna Lakutkova, who is a personal brand and career advisor, a resume writer, and job interview coach at CD Labs in Calgary, Canada. She's a talented professional with incredible energy and has a passion for helping people find and create their personal brand. Anna focuses on telling her career stories to showcase job seekers' unique qualities to gain employers' attention. I hope you enjoy this episode and get as many actionable takeaways as I did. And uh, I really hope that you are able to apply those to your own LinkedIn profile, your own LinkedIn strategies, and hopefully we can connect there. But until then, let's start the show. You share so much good uh, information about how to really uh, put your best foot forward on LinkedIn in terms of developing relationships that are going to help further your career. Um, But you also, I know, had a little bit of experience also as a recruiter. Uh, using LinkedIn from that perspective as well. Do you mind sharing a little bit about how you first discovered LinkedIn and when you really started to find your groove on the platform? Right. So I um, started using, I heard of LinkedIn um, coming up when I graduated college. Um, And so this is like shortly after because I was still involved with my alumni association and and all of that. So as new things were arising, because I actually graduated in 2002, so LinkedIn wasn't really popping in 2002 yet. Um, So I started with the American Cancer Society in 2007. And so that LinkedIn was the wave, you know, at that point. So I had to use it as a recruiter. 
And so after, um, you know, a position would post or I would talk to a hiring manager during my intake calls, they would say, well, do you have any, you know, new ways to try to find people? Because social media was there, but it really wasn't, you know, something that, you know, a whole lot of people were like, yeah, you know, like now everybody's everywhere. So I was like, yeah, there's, you know, there's LinkedIn and I can start to find some people there. So um, I was like, I'm can, I, I connect with people all the time. And at that point, I had no rules about connecting with people. If you sent me a connection request, I pretty much accepted it. You know, it was about, you know, getting to know new people. And I'm pretty much a wallflower when it comes to actually in-person networking events. So, um, you know, being able to network online was something that was great for me. So initially it was to actually find talent. So I wasn't out there really posting and doing a whole lot of interacting and commenting. I was basically a spy. I found people, you know, I looked them up. I had to see what they were up to and, you know, looking at resumes and, you know, and things like that. So basically, you know, I had to make that shift eventually into, um, you know, being actually seen, heard, found, you know, and everything. So, um, yeah, that was an interesting transition for me because here I am having to coach clients to do something from the other side of it. And so I was like, I haven't really been on this side. I was recruited in my last position um, with Gateway from LinkedIn. So that was my only experience from actually being recruited because of I stayed with the American Cancer Society for eight and a half years. Wow. So, you know, there <laughs> there was no recruiting there. I made it, you know, pretty obvious that I was not leaving. I loved my job there. So um, eventually an opportunity came up. This company reached out to me from LinkedIn and recruited me away, surprisingly. And so um, that was that was pretty, you know, pretty interesting. But I knew how candidates got in touch with me and I knew how they got in touch successfully, you know, with hiring managers. So I used some of those same strategies to teach my clients, excuse me, how to connect with um, other people and, you know, how to reach out to people that they don't know, because that can be real weird and have a cringy vibe to it, (laughs) you know, a lot of times. But, you know, it's just like riding a bike. Once you get on there, you figure out what you're doing. You don't forget it. It's something that you'll pick up very quickly. And I love for a sales and marketing person to tell me, I don't know how to use LinkedIn to find a job. I'm like, well, how do you find clients? (laughs) You know, how do you get the sales? Those same strategies work very effectively when you're actually looking for, um, you know, looking for a job. And I think what I've noticed is that people have a lot of reservation, um, you know, about using LinkedIn because the platform seems so foreign and it doesn't seem like any other social media, you know, platform where you can have fun, where you can, you know, tell jokes and just kind of be yourself. Like everybody, you know, wants to make it some, oh, I have to be professional and poised over here. I'm like, just be yourself, you know, be your authentic self. You may not want to put stuff on there, you know, (laughs) that, you know, somebody may find on your Snapchat or Instagram. But you can use it in you know, much the same way to share your personal stories because people do hire people. So um, that was something that, you know, it always sticks out when I'm talking to my clients is reminding them to be themselves, that they don't have to be this structured and straight up and down person if that's not who you are. You know, I wear jeans, you know, most days. You know, you don't have to wear a suit on your, you know, on your headshot. You can actually wear a button up and, you know, maybe a tie and a shirt and not necessarily have to go, you know, full on interview suit, you know, if that's not who you really are. And I'm really just teaching them to how to put their investigator and spy hats on and find what they need to know, find who they need to know and um, connect and make it meaningful for, you know, for both give to get. I I love the focus on authenticity and a lot of the, the advice that you share. Is there one thing um, that you would recommend to companies and employers 
if they're looking to be an attractive place uh, or an attractive person to connect with on LinkedIn. Yes, be authentic from that side of it too. Um, when most of the clients that I work with and job seekers that I communicate with on a, a very frequent basis, they want to know, is this something where they feel like they belong? You know, if you're saying that you you value, you know, social justice or it could be, um, you know, cancer or whatever, you know, whatever cause it is, we need to see you actively, you know, participating in those things. Let us see what you what your employees do every day. Um, one thing that I do like is if I'm if I'm ever clicking on someone's careers page on their website or on LinkedIn and it sends me to a video page where I can actually take a look at what the day in the life is like for those particular opportunities. I love that because it gives, you know, you, it's one thing to read words on a paper, right? And it's one thing to, for you to read through the job description when a lot of times you can read the posting. You're like, what? I still don't know <laughs> what this position does. But to hear it from the mouth of somebody who does it every single day and they can put, put it in words that a real person can understand and you can see somebody who may look like you, who may be from where you're from or, or whatever, to see them grow and be successful, you know, in that job that you're targeting, that you aspire to be in, you know, that that's something that's very encouraging. And I, I do love that when I see that on careers pages. But I would say just show the the, the real you know, employee gatherings, you know, don't let it be structured. It, everything doesn't have to have a professional photographer that comes off fake to me. Let me see those camera phone <laughs> photos that you've taken at the company lunch, you know, or whatever. I want to see that. So I can then envision myself and say, ah, oh, these people look like, you know, great people to work with. They look like me. They sound like me. Um, you know, they have similar, you, you know, um, careers as me, whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, I think finding that true connection and genuine, you know, genuine outreach when you allow, you know, open up the doors a little bit and be less um, manufactured, I guess, uh, you know, I think that will attract a lot more um, quality hires, I think, because people seeing that, that would make me be like, yeah, I want to be there. That's great advice and is making me want to uh, jump on my careers page right now and get get some uh, updated content on there. <laughs> right. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to introduce our next guest here, but is a personal brand and career advisor, a resume writer, and job interview coach at CV Labs in Calgary, Canada. She's written and shared inspiring articles on, on LinkedIn for looking to find job opportunities and land remarkable roles. She's a talented professional with incredible energy and has a passion for helping people find and create their personal brand. Uh, Anna focuses on telling her career stories to showcase job seekers' unique qualities to gain employers' attention, helping all of her clients do that. Uh, please help me welcome to the show, personal brand and career advisor and founder of CV Labs, Anna Lakotkova. Anna, can you hear us? Yes. Hi, everyone. And thank you so much. It's so great to be here. And can I just say kudos to you, Matt, and the rest of the team for putting such a cool event together. I, I imagine it was a ton of work. So thank you for doing that. Oh, thanks so much. And, and thanks for your patience, too. I, I know uh, there are always things we can be improving upon from unmuting my mic to, uh, you know, making, <laughs> making sure we get all the right links and the right calendar invites. Um, I'm super grateful to have your expertise here on the show. And I know one of the things, Anna, that you talk about a lot is just how to make your LinkedIn profile look good. What are some of the top tips that you have for people? Everyone has a LinkedIn profile. What's the right strategy? I mean, you see people writing in the third person, you see people using images, you see all kinds of things. What actually works in terms of having a great LinkedIn profile? 
That's an awesome question, Matt. And it actually comes at a great time because just this week I shared a new video on my YouTube channel, which I also do have, and I'm, you know, actively growing it and working on it. And the, like what I did in that video, I basically asked people on LinkedIn to share their profile links. And there were five lucky winners who got um, a free profile review from me. So what I was doing in that video, I was just sitting down and looking through those profiles and pretty much sharing my feedback and just being plain, honest and straightforward in terms of what those people could improve. And that video was actually a big hit in terms of people still think about their LinkedIn profiles as their online resumes. And pretty much everybody is, you know, using and sticking to those default options, like having just their job title at ABC company in the headline or copy pasting their resume summary in the about section and just using bullet points um, in the, you know, well describing their previous roles and stuff like that. So, you know, and uh, my approach is always to kind of, you know, shift that mindset and get people to understand that LinkedIn is here for you to market yourself and to really tell your story. So it's no longer the same copy-pasted version of your resume that you can just upload and sit back and wait for opportunities to just, you know, jump at you from, from somewhere. It doesn't work that way. And actually, the like... When I started using LinkedIn, which was around um, 2016, which was exactly when Microsoft took over and things changed completely and, tr- and LinkedIn transformed in a pretty unbelievable way. Um, and then so I've seen, you know, I saw LinkedIn before that transition. So when it was just that plain, dry job search platform, and now I see a completely different social interactive learning experience and i do believe that when you shift your focus to towards marketing towards interaction towards building those real authentic genuine connections everything changes and that's how it worked for me and you know i can talk like for many hours about you know the advantages of linkedin and the power and what what you can or cannot do but ultimately i'm the living proof and the living example of how this whole thing works because I jumped on LinkedIn to get to know people in my industry. That's how I met Ashley. That's how I met a lot of other amazing professionals who are like-minded, who care about the exact same things that I do, who help people, who network, who sell, who do all kinds of amazing things. And, you know, every single opportunity that I've gotten since I started, I can trace it back to that day when I figured, hey, I should be here. I should use this platform. I should network with this community and I should also not be afraid to put myself out there and start creating content because I feel like when it comes to LinkedIn I think Ashley mentioned that already there is a lot of like there's this huge stigma in terms of ooh, so now I have to put on a tie and a suit and be all polished up and talk smart and like all of that but you know and if I want to create content on LinkedIn oh my god I need to invent something groundbreaking every single day because apparently that's what people do on LinkedIn and it doesn't work that way guys if I can do it you can do it and anyone else can do it because we all have something to share but we all need to find the right angle and the right way to do it because if you just jump on there and start writing because you feel like it well that's great that's better than not doing anything but it may not get you the result that you want. But if you think about it a little bit and, 
you know, put on a marketer's hat and think, okay, how can I make sure that what I'm putting out there is interesting, is engaging, is telling my story, is, you know, targeting the right kind of people that I want to get in touch with. That's when the big shift happens. Hey, Matt here again. After having the opportunity to briefly interview both Ashley and Anna, we got to hear some really valuable thoughts and questions from a great lineup of Powder Cake members who had questions on the show and got to ask them live their questions about how to improve their profile on LinkedIn. Here's that Q&A discussion. Let's see. This first question, yeah, and guests, feel free to turn your uh, your cameras on because we've got guests for everybody. Um, this first one is for Jake, and I'm going to invite Andrew Thompson here onto the show. Um, Andrew, can you hear us? Here's Andrew. I can hear you. Yes, um, I'm trying to get on video uh, visual too. Uh, you okay with just looking at my picture since I'm invited on the spur of the moment? Yeah, you're you are great. Yeah, the, the, our guests, our uh, our question askers, can be. Uh, audio only. What's your question for uh, Jake, Andrew? Hey, if I can take one quick second to give a great shout out to Matt. Matt, when I, way back when I was podcasting, you were my very first guest on a podcast that I had years, years ago. So it's oh my great. Gosh. <laughs> it's great but to be here. It had to be like, uh, oh my gosh, probably eight or nine years ago at this point. I think it was maybe even 10. Yeah. About, about that long. But nice. uh, sure, Jake, my question for you is, kind of offline from what we're talking about today. I saw that you posted about hiring a uh, full-time VP of marketing or, or sales. And you said it's not necessarily the best way for a company to go, or maybe not the best way to, is there a short, quick answer to um, what uh, better alternatives for a company trying to boost their sales through uh, enhancing their management team looks like to you? Yeah. And, and yeah, obviously you hire a LinkedIn expert, right? So that's my relevant to this, but, but the, the side is that look, sales is the only organization that does not use experts to scale marketing, finance, operations, all hire and outside experts at different stages of scaling. So sales is like, you know, here's some, here's, maybe you get some training, you bring in Morgan and good luck. Right. And, and I feel like as we grow forward, we need an outbound optimization agency, which, you know, to optimize our outbound efforts, right? We need an agency that looks at optimizing our sales cycle at all times. Sales operations isn't doing that. Sales enablement isn't doing that. They're looking once every six or 12 months. And we've got to start to run our sales organizations more like a performance organization versus a big initiative. Then we kind of like set it and forget it. It's just, we can't keep up with buyers that way. And so being able to hire expert leadership at those different stages of scaling can help you to cheat through that versus a VP that is only relevant for you for six to seven, eight months. And then you're on to the next one, but you keep them for six months and then you go hire another one for six months. You fire that one after nine months. So I just think that there's smarter ways to scale as we, as we look forward. Good Great question. Answer. Thank you. Good answer. Yeah. Our next question is from Megan McNames. And this is one uh, that I think I'd be interested in everyone's uh, perspective on this. Um, I'll bring Megan here on the show and uh, hopefully she can hear us. Megan, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Hey, welcome to the show. What's your uh, question for our guests today? Yeah, well, my question is that um, I get a lot of pressure from uh, pretty much every organization I've ever worked for to participate in their marketing initiatives on LinkedIn by like changing my cover photo or posting content that they send me and want me to post that's related to their marketing initiatives. 
I'm just wondering, does this have any benefit for me other than, you know, I'm supporting my company, which I love doing, but do I get something out of that? Is there some way I can leverage that? Like, how can I maximize my own benefit when I'm doing that work on behalf of my marketing team? Anna, do you want to take first shot at this? Sure. That's a great question, Megan. Um, uh, my answer is yes, you totally can. Um, I would say that the best way to kind of make sure that you get the most out of this is to, well, obviously there is a certain content strategy that the company wants you to follow, but for you, there's also space to add a personal touch to it. So instead of, you know, simply copy pasting certain templates or messages that they're giving you, you can also use your voice and use this as an opportunity to start building that voice. Because there's one thing about supporting your employer and sharing the content that, you know, that they see as strategic or relevant or whatever. But there's another side to it of you adding your voice and making sure that somehow you create your own twist and you express those similar ideas and similar thoughts from the way you see it. And that would be a great practice for you to start building some initial traction, getting people interested, and just also practice some writing. Because if you eventually want to strengthen your personal brand on LinkedIn, it doesn't happen right away. It doesn't happen immediately. So it takes some practice and it takes some time. And I would say take this as the opportunity to do that. Morgan, is there, are there any great company campaigns that you've seen um, work really well in terms of companies that have engaged their entire employee uh, base to really make an impact on LinkedIn? I think the company that, that, they don't do it as much anymore, but Drift. Drift did a fantastic job doing this. They would have everybody be like, all right, this is the campaign that we're running. And they would have people doing videos, doing posts in their own voice, just as like Anna was saying. So that's something that I would definitely be focused on. When your company's like, hey, here's the content we need you to go put out. It's like, cool, I'll just add my own context around that. So it isn't just another post that's out there and it's part of the noise. It's something that will stand out. So yeah, Drift, Drift did it the best. They would be like, hey, this is a campaign and they would have every single person do a video, but it was in their voice and it stood out. I love that. Ashley, anything you'd add to that? Um, I would say just and kind of echo what the others have said already is just making sure that you put whatever it is you have some bit of your voice um, in there instead of the copy paste. I think, uh, you know, people are smart enough to know <laughs> when it's just a copy and paste because they've seen other people do it because LinkedIn will, the, the way the algorithm is set up, it will throw five different posts in there that have the same <laughs> content on them. So, um, you know, just really finding that individuality. And then if you see somebody who has, who has a question or something like that, try to be the, you know, the one that responds so that people, you know, acknowledge you as a thought leader or someone who's very knowledgeable at the company. So there's a way for you to have still that individuality while you're supporting the company and, you know, trying to be as, um, I guess, to blend in with the, with the company, but standing out at the same time, if that makes any sense at all. But, but yeah, you, you know, you want to keep in with the, you know, the same marketing scheme, but you know, you want to stand out as an authority on that as well. I appreciate that. That's good context to have. Well, and you said the buzzword there, uh, which is algorithm and Jake, you touched on this a little bit, uh, earlier. Um, Jake, do you have any other perspective on the LinkedIn algorithm and what's kind of your philosophy on the algorithm? Do you, do you play to the algorithm? Do you try to chase the algorithm? Do you kind of stay tried and true? And I, I would love everyone's perspective on this. Feel free to to weigh in. It's both. Meaning, you know, uh, it's about understanding it, but also about like uh, like video, for example, under indexes big time on LinkedIn massively. 
right? If you want to get likes and engagement, don't post videos unless it's a meme video about a, a, a soldier meeting his daughter for the first time or a woman walking for the first time, then your video will get a lot of traction. But, but it doesn't mean you don't do it because you got to think about you're building an audience, you're building a name for yourself and a reputation in your industry. And so video gives people different touch points. So I know when we put out a video, you know, we put out an audio, whatever it is, um, it's not going to do quite as well. So for us, it's a mix. Yes. Like I said, we tried 37 emojis, then we're trying these texts. So it's like, we're trying to understand it, but it doesn't mean that every post is a pander to the algorithm. Right. And and I, and I feel like that's the, because you want to create community, you know, d- diversity and types of content, ways to interact. So, so that, that's how we approach it at, at Scaled. Any other perspectives there? I have a perspective. Jake and I were talking about this the other night. So my, my, my thing is, you know, I've been studying it. I've been looking at it. I've been analyzing it as well. Jake is correct about the videos. However, it's a, having a mix of content, was Jake is saying. And so just because your video isn't getting a lot of views, that doesn't mean that it's not valuable. I, I truly believe that the views of the video are more valuable than sometimes your text post views. And here's why. So when you see someone on video, it creates a relation with them. So when I started a YouTube channel like years ago, people felt like they knew me. And I'm like, yo, I don't know you. But the thing is, is that I created so many videos that I created that affinity, that bond with the viewer. So even though it's not getting a lot of views, I wouldn't say don't do video. I would say add it as part of your strategy, but do more short form posts. So I've been playing around with this too. And the highest engagement post that I've had so far, it literally was a sentence and it blew up. And I was like, all right, cool. I guess that's what the algorithm likes. They like short form tweet like content. And then also pictures have high engagement with context around it also are great to put. And the algorithm likes that as well. So these are just things to consider when you're looking at the algorithm. And this is what I have seen success, success with and also other people that I know are seeing success with it as well. And you also just telling your story, just as Anna was talking about earlier, is critical as well. And Anna and Ashley, uh, we're, we're talking about you know getting views, getting in front of people. Um, and that maybe makes sense in a sales role. Can you talk about maybe the context of like why you want to be posting even if you're not actively searching for a job right now in terms of your career? Well, I can definitely jump in and just, you know, first of all, I want to echo what Morgan just said in terms of the algorithm. I mean, I'm a nerd for like understanding LinkedIn and playing with the algorithm. So I love studying it, but you need to remember why you are on LinkedIn in the first place. Cause like I share a ton of posts in all kinds of formats and some of them get really high engagement, but they, but that's it. So I get views, I get exposure, I get some likes. That's great. You know, uh, but that's it. But when it comes to video, yeah, it's definitely underrated by the algorithm and I don't get that many likes, but Video has brought me some of my best clients and it actually helped me to create a more personal relationship with my audience. So my point would be video is really good for your visibility, although it does not have the same reach as a text post and it will be underrated by the the algorithm. But that's when people actually start seeing you like the real you behind that text. So if you want to create that deeper connection and that a little bit deeper meaning behind all of this, I would say definitely include video as part of your strategy. Do not, of course, rely 100% on just video or just text. So like Morgan was saying, it's always good to like mix formats up and make sure that you diversify that strategy. But my point is, 
you know, likes are good, but are you on LinkedIn just for likes or are you there for real connections, leads, relationships, and results? Because for that, it's not the number of likes that matter. Sometimes people would see my video, they wouldn't even show any kind of reaction to it. But then in two days, they're messaging me saying, hey, what you said there really, you know, brought it home to me. You nailed it. I want to work with you. So that's how it works. Algorithm is great, but remember, why are you on LinkedIn? Ashley, anything you'd add to that? Yeah, absolutely. When you um, asked the question, uh, you know, initially, like, why would somebody need to, you know, to post on LinkedIn? Why would they, you know, why would they need to do that? Especially as, as job seekers, it's because you want to, for one, let LinkedIn know that this is a live profile. You know, it's easy for you to get this, uh, you know, I have to tell my clients this all the time, like, yeah, we can pretty up your profile all you want to, but if you're not using it effectively, your results are going to fizzle out after that first week because LinkedIn is going to say, aha, we've got a live profile. Now we're going to show it to some people and bring some attention to it. Now you've let it go stale for, you know, for the next three, four months. And, you know, of course, nobody's going to reach out to you because again, your profile is stale. So you want to keep activity, especially if you're connected to recruiters, because a lot of times that would determine whether or not I would reach out to somebody. If I saw that they had recent activity, then I know that they have a far um, you know, I have a far better chance of getting them to respond to my message because they'll see it because they've been on LinkedIn. Um, you know, so active is always better. You don't have to spend a lifetime on LinkedIn. Um, you can post maybe once or twice a week, um, you know, join other conversations, join groups, you know, have, you know, ask questions, you know, you, may, you can tag people. There are a lot of ways that you can get more views on your, you know, on your profile. But again, as Anna and others, you know, have said, you want to be very strategic because you have to remember why you're there. You're there to be found if you're looking for a job. So you need to do some things that draw more attention, draw more traffic to, you know, to your profile the same way that someone who is in sales and marketing would be trying to draw traffic to their, their website, um, you know, for purchases and things. So you definitely want to keep the profile active and understand that, you know, it, it's going to take activity. You have to like and engage for people to like and engage, you know, with your content. Um, you know, you can't expect for everybody to, you know, you can't expect to get 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 you have to give attention in order for you to get attention back so that's great advice i um i want to wrap up here with with all of our guests with a lightning round your top 10 second tip and powder keg is all about the untapped potential in tech communities beyond silicon valley uh, we have an amazing community here uh jake would you start us off uh, with your 10 second top tip for LinkedIn? 10 second top tip, 10 second. Okay, I got it. All right, so <laughs> for me, look, here, here's what I'll say. When you Google your name, there's a very high likelihood LinkedIn is the number one result. And you have a digital presence, you have a reputation, whether you wanna pay attention to it, not, to it or not. And so all of you are in this game for the long haul. You're building a career and a life. And the network that you build on LinkedIn is unlike anything you'll ever be able to build physically. And so my advice, like that is, is the number one reason your reputation is digital, you have to get involved. And Jake, if people want to find you online, what's the best way to connect? I mean, I've got to say LinkedIn, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty Good simple. It's Jake Dunlap, D-U-N-L-A-P, right? Um, go check us out. Again, you can go to jakedunlap.com. You can get access to all our different social channels as well, as well there too. And thank again, thanks again for having me on. It was really good to meet all of you as well too. Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for being here, Jake. Morgan, what's your top tip for LinkedIn? Use LinkedIn video and the LinkedIn voice messages. I've been yelling about this for like years. All right. If you use the LinkedIn videos and the LinkedIn voice messages, you'll get people to connect with you more. You'll get more meetings and you'll connect with people that 
probably that we are not responding to you in the first place. So LinkedIn videos, LinkedIn voice messages, that's my hot tip. We've seen conversions from 20, 30, 40% and on by using this technique. So that's, that's my go-to tip right there. I love that. I, I have not tested the waters there yet, Morgan. So this is, this is going to be me tipping the scale and I'm, I'm going to let you know how it goes. All right, man. And where can people find you, Morgan? Yeah. So LinkedIn, super simple, Morgan J. Ingram on LinkedIn if you want to connect and you have any further questions. Awesome, man. Thanks for being here today. Absolutely. Ashley, what's your top tip for LinkedIn? I would say be authentic. Be your authentic self no matter what. If you are looking for a job, understand that hiring managers and recruiters hire people that they know, like, and trust. So if I can't get to the bottom of who you are and you've copied and pasted your resume into your profile. Your resume is not you. Your resume is just a summary of what you've done. People want to know about you. So don't be afraid to add some personality, some flair, you know, to your about section. That's what it's there for. Maximize those 2000 or 2600, whatever it is these days. Um, maximize those characters, maximize the headline. There's 120 characters for you to show your personality. Um, you know, stand out, don't blend in, you know, just be authentic. All right, that's great advice. And where can people find you, Ashley? On LinkedIn at <laughs> Ashley J. Watkins. <laughs> and on social media, I'm right step resumes everywhere. <laughs> Love so. it. You all passed the, t the test so far. LinkedIn is the place to connect. Yes. Uh, Anna, what's your top tick for LinkedIn? I would say that if you're a little bit overwhelmed with everything that we've been talking about today and it feels like too much, Start by, you know, networking in comments under other people's posts. Don't think that networking is just you have to actually message somebody. It has to be awkward. It has to be cold. It doesn't. Start with commenting under the posts that you can relate to that seem interesting and take it from there. And you might be surprised how many awesome conversations and awesome relationships have been started in comments under the content that you see in your newsfeed. That's great advice. And where can people find you, Anna? On LinkedIn, what a surprise. <laughs> um, I'm there daily, so please feel free to reach out and connect. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube. Like I said, I'm growing that channel. There's a ton of info on optimizing your profile using LinkedIn and anything job search related. I appreciate you sharing that. We're going to uh, make sure we share the link to your YouTube channel. And for all of our guests today, we'll share all the links to their social profiles, uh, some of my favorite content that they've put out over the years, some of their best advice that they've shared. I really highly recommend that you add all of them on LinkedIn, follow and engage in what they're sharing because each of these guests today have their own kind of social community that is engaged with their content. And I guarantee you that they're going to be welcoming of you. If you're here on the show, you're wanting to learn, you're wanting to learn to better engage on LinkedIn. I highly encourage you. These four guests are a great place to plug in. Highly active, sharing the best stuff, testing a lot. And so you can learn a lot from them just by engaging with them every day or to Ashley's point, twice a week. You know, you don't have to dive in the deep end on day one. Um, and if you're not already spending a little bit of time on LinkedIn each week, this is a great place to do it. And these people are some of the, the very best, if not the very best. That's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Also, huge thank you to Ashley Watkins and Anna Lakotkova. Go check them out at rightstepresumes.com and cvlabs.ca. For links to their social profiles and all the other people, companies, and resources mentioned in this episode, head on over to powderkeg.com and check out the show notes. 
we're going to be doing a lot more virtual events like the one that you just heard. You actually just heard a snippet of one of our virtual events. Uh, so be sure to check out upcoming live streams with community Q&A and expert advice at powderkeg.com slash events. And if you're currently in the market for finding a new role, Powderkeg can connect you with awesome tech companies between the coasts that are growing like crazy. Right now, you can apply for our free Matches platform at powderkeg.com slash jobs. Matches has a specialized focus on the tech hubs outside of Silicon Valley, so you can easily navigate this opportunity-packed landscape for potential. Our job matching platform leverages thousands of participants, employers, and teams within our ecosystem to get you connected directly to decision makers, shortcutting the hiring process. It's totally the way to go if you're looking for a new gig. Apply today for matches at powderkeg.com jobs. And to be among the first to hear the stories about entrepreneurs, investors, and other tech leaders outside of Silicon Valley, subscribe to us on iTunes at powderkeg.com iTunes. We'll catch you next time on the Powderkeg Podcast.